following is a message from Living Waters Church in Elk River, Minnesota. For more information, visit livingwatersmn.org. Today is the day that we have our kids in with us. Uh, Every fifth Sunday, we have a family Sunday, and we have the kids in with us. And so those of us who are are preaching have the pressure of being even more interesting and engaging today. And uh, so we're we're hoping to be able to uh, really bring a message that's going to encourage the kids and keep the kids engaged. But I also believe that oftentimes we, we as adults learn some things when we simplify. I think there are times when we look at things from such a complex perspective that we lose the essence of some things. And so I believe today, as we bring a simplified message about the kingdom of God, that we as adults are actually going to gain a deeper revelation. Amen? We, uh, we all know this, the story of Jesus when the people were bringing Jesus, uh, the children to Jesus. This is in Mark chapter 10, uh, verse 13, I'm starting with. It says, they were bringing the children to him, that's Jesus, that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked them, which basically just means he said, no, stay back, go away. Jesus is too busy. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant, and he said to them, Let the children come to me. Don't hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it at all. And so to me, this is an encouragement that there are times when we need to look at the simplicity of the message. Because there are things we will not enter into if we stay in the complexity of the message. That we will talk ourselves right out of the realities that Jesus was trying to teach. And so this morning, we're going to look at the kingdom of God. Uh, this, is, this is what we're focusing on during this time. The, the series we're in is Your Kingdom Come. And we're talking about what does that mean when we say that? What does it mean, your kingdom come? What are we asking for? Why did Jesus direct us to pray in that way um, that, that we would ask, let your kingdom come? And when he says, the kingdom of God belongs to such as these, what, it, what is the kingdom of God that belongs to us when we receive it by childlike faith? So that's some of what we want to talk about. I want to encourage you parents, because one of the things that stuck out to me in this this verse uh, this week was it said, and they were bringing the children to him so that he might bless them. And I want to encourage you parents who wrestle your kids out of bed on Sunday mornings to bring them to church, or who bring them into prayer in your home, or who... um, read the word together before bed, whatever those things are, I want to encourage you that there is something powerful in your choice to bring your children to Jesus and that he will bless them. I was brought to Jesus repeatedly in my growing up. And that's one of the reasons we come to church on a Sunday morning is this is an important way that we can connect to the truth of who Jesus is. I want to encourage you as parents that there is power in bringing your kids to Jesus, even when it sometimes feels like I'm not sure if they're really getting it. He is blessing them in the midst of that. We have a uh, Discipling Our Kids class coming up on May 7th uh, in the evening, and we have childcare available. We want to invite you parents to gather together so we can talk about what does it look like to bring our children to Jesus? How, does, how do we do that? And um, uh, Tom and Heather Nitz, wave, in the, amongst all those kids there, um, and Jay Bryan and I want to just lead a time of discussion and encouragement and prayer as it relates to the very worthy work of bringing our kids to Jesus. 
So I encourage you to come for that. There's more information about that in the bulletin, and then also there's flyers in the lobby. Um, and did I mention there's childcare provided? Okay, good deal. All right, so um, I'm going to pray because I need it. Lord, we, we thank you for the reality of your kingdom, and we thank you for the invitation that you've given us in this time to really explore the truth of your kingdom and to enter into it with a childlike faith today. We ask that you would give us an upgrade of faith, that you would upgrade our faith to a more childlike faith, because that's what you say helps us to be able to enter into the fullness of it. So, Lord, we just ask for that, that you would impart that through this time that we spend, that not only would our kids have a greater understanding of what it means to be part of a different kingdom, but we would have a deeper revelation and that we would have a deeper impartation of faith to, uh, to be part of and to let the kingdom work through us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. How many kids do we have in here with us today? Okay, would you guys be willing to come down and help me? How, however many of you are willing to come down, that would be great. I'll use whatever I can, but I'm going to need at least some. Isabella's always on board. Good job, guys. Come on down. All right, so we want to talk about what it means to be in the kingdom of God. So when we talk about a kingdom, you kind of have a picture of what that looks like, right? What a, what a kingdom looks like. And so the, the definition we're using as a kingdom is a realm where a king sovereignly rules, so there's a king, a kingdom is a place where it's a, it's a realm, it's a, um, yeah, a place where a king rules. And the Bible tells us there are two kingdoms. In Colossians 1.13, it says that Jesus rescued us from the domain or the dominion or the reign or the kingdom. Jesus rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and he brought us or transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son. Who's God's beloved son? Jesus. Good. We're off to a really good start. We always, we always know Jesus is usually a pretty good answer when we ask questions in church. So that means that there are two kingdoms. We have an, another place in the word in Ephesians 5.8. It tells us once you were in darkness... But now you are light in the Lord, so live as children of light. So that means one kingdom is dark, darkness, yep, and one kingdom is light. So we have these two different kingdoms, the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. In another place, he says, before you, I give you a choice, death or life. So we have two different kingdoms. One kingdom is a kingdom of death and darkness, and one kingdom is a kingdom of life and light. Good job. You guys are tracking. So we have these two kingdoms. Now, he says he took us from one kingdom and he brought us into another kingdom. So let's pretend that this up here is one kingdom up here on the stage. And down here is a different kingdom. So um, can, I get a, can I get a volunteer? Okay, Isabella. Okay, so here's Isabella, and she's down here in this kingdom, the kingdom of darkness, down here, yep, the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom that isn't ruled by Jesus. And it says that Jesus took her from, he transferred her when she came to have faith in Jesus from the kingdom of darkness, and now you're going to come up here, to the kingdom of light. So it's two different kingdoms, right? 
And so now she is from this kingdom. She used to be, you stay here, she used to be from this kingdom. But now she is of this kingdom. She used to be in darkness. But now she's in light because she's in the kingdom of light. Okay, so do we get that? We have two different kingdoms, right? So, so now when we come to Jesus, we come from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light because our faith in him and because he becomes our king, right? That's how, that's how we receive Jesus as we say, we believe that you died so that I could be part of this new kingdom and you can be my king, right? Okay, so who else can be, who else wants to be transferred to the kingdom of light for a minute? Okay, Blaise, why don't you come? So he comes to faith in Jesus and he gets transferred into the kingdom of light. And now this is his home. This is the place that he lives from. So now when we come to Jesus, so this is the kingdom of heaven, and this is the kingdom of the world, and the kingdom of darkness, this is the place where Jesus reigns. And I would say the other kingdom is anywhere where Jesus doesn't reign. Anywhere where Jesus isn't reigning, isn't the king, is is a different kingdom than the, the kingdom of God, okay? So why, how come when Isabella and when Blaze came to faith in Jesus and they became citizens of this other kingdom, how come they just didn't go straight up to heaven and live with Jesus in heaven? How come, how come we are still, even though this is where, I, where I'm from now, because I'm no longer from this kingdom, the kingdom of the world, now I live from this kingdom, how come I still walk around here in this world? Why do you think? Because you could help other people. People that need your um, healthiness. Right. Right. So... We, good job. That was, that was textbook. That was perfect. See how simple this is? So we are now of this kingdom. We are citizens of this kingdom, but we still live in this kingdom, and we walk around in this kingdom. That's right, because we're carrying this kingdom here. And then what happens? Here, Blaze, can you come down for a second? Let's say that you have a friend that's in this kingdom, okay, and you, you are just walking around being a person from this kingdom, and down here, this guy, who, who is this, do you know this guy? Yeah, so he is going to, he's going to now, you, you talk to him about Jesus, and he likes the kingdom that he sees on your life. And then he's going to come. Are you willing to come up on, into this kingdom? He's going to come up, and he's going to be part of this kingdom. So now he's also part. He's from this kingdom, and he gets to walk around. Yeah, we celebrate that. He gets to walk around from this kingdom, living from this kingdom, but living in this kingdom. Okay? So now can we... I want you one at a time to go get another person and bring them back up to this kingdom with you. Okay, keep going. Good job. Everybody who comes from this kingdom gets to go get someone from that kingdom. All right. And then we all get to be in this kingdom, right? Okay. So you guys are still all citizens of this kingdom, but I want you to go live down here and be citizens of this kingdom down here. Okay? Good job. Okay. So we recognize that we have these two kingdoms, that the kingdoms, Jesus said, the, my kingdom is not of this world. So we know that it's a different kingdom, and it's a different way of living, but that he on purpose left the disciples, left us to continue to bring the good news of his kingdom, to continue to bring the invitation that, hey, 
I know we're living here, but we can actually be from a different place, that we can live from this different kingdom, and we can have the hope of this kingdom. So what does it look like to live from this different place? Kids, what does... What does um, every kingdom need? What's the first thing every kingdom needs? Go ahead. Love and God. This particular kingdom especially. So um, it's even simpler than that. It's in the name kingdom. What does every kingdom need? A king. Every kingdom needs a king. So in the kingdom that we are part of, who is the king? God, Jesus, yep. That's one of those things. So it says that Jesus went to sit at the right hand of the Father and that they rule together. And so there's, there's God the Father and there's Jesus, and they're both kings, but they're the one, right? God and Jesus are the same, but they're also kind of separate. It's one of those things that are sometimes hard to understand. But can we believe things that we don't fully understand? Even though it's kind of hard to understand, how can God be three different beings, but it's one God? That's kind of hard to understand, right? But can we believe things that we don't fully understand? We can. A good example would be, how many of you um, have ever flown on an airplane? Okay, how many of you have ever flown on an airplane, right? So do we fully understand how that is possible? That that big, heavy metal thing with all those people, do we fully understand how that is possible? Do you know, could you explain to me how that plane gets up off the air when we sometimes can't even fly a paper airplane? Blaze. They have engines, so we know parts of it, right? What else? They have wings. We know that. But we don't necessarily fully understand how it works. If you're one of those engineering types who are like, I understand, I go, that is so good for you. You are going to have to live a really crazy life to live by faith because you understand so many things. But, but there's a reality that in the kingdom, we can believe things we don't fully understand, it's the mystery of God. There's mystery in the kingdom. So we, we can understand that that's why God and Jesus can both be separate, but they can be one, and that that's the king. That's our king. So every kingdom has a king. Who's our king? God. God is our king. And that means that we, we that's who we take our instructions from. That's who we worship and that's who we trust. So that kingdom has a king, but so does this kingdom. This kingdom has probably lots of different kings, lots of different rulers, the kingdom of darkness or the kingdom of this world. And so we would say, really, anything that isn't Jesus, anything that isn't ruling us that's Jesus is part of this kingdom. So sometimes that's, that's our own self. Sometimes that's... Um, the Satan trying to deceive us or get us to walk in things that aren't the way of this kingdom. And so because we're part of this kingdom, he's not in charge of us, right? Satan's not in charge of us. Jesus is in charge of us because he's our king, right? All right. So that's what it means to be part of that kingdom. So every kingdom has a king. Our king is Jesus. Every kingdom needs citizens. Like, if you were a king and you didn't have anybody to be king of, that would be kind of lame. That wouldn't be great, right? So who's the citizens of this kingdom? The kingdom of God. You are. That's right. Who else? Yeah, angels are part of that kingdom. That's true. That's going a little deeper than I'm going today. but So we, we are the citizens of this kingdom. Anybody who puts their faith in Jesus, who confesses that he died and he rose again, and that, that he is the king, all of them are the citizens of this kingdom. 
So the citizens of this kingdom are anybody else who hasn't done that. Anybody else who hasn't put their faith in Jesus. Anybody else who hasn't confessed that he died and rose again and and allowed him to be Lord of their life. That's who's the citizens of this kingdom. But we're the citizens of this kingdom because we've confessed our faith in Jesus. So do you know what that means? If we're citizens of this kingdom, but we're living here, it might kind of feel like living in a different country. Because this is the kingdom that we're now from, this kingdom of heaven. And so there are some things in this kingdom that aren't quite the same as the things in this kingdom. How many of you um, have visited another country? Okay. How many of you have know somebody that's visited here from another country? So they live in another country and they, they visited here. And so in both of those circumstances, whether we're in another country or there's someone living here in another country, from another country, we can see that it's sometimes there's some differences, right? So do you know that in some countries, when they eat, they sit on the floor. They don't sit at a table with chairs. Right now you're like, at church, we sit on the floor too. But only on family Sunday. Anyway. Um, that, that there's different ways in different, different countries. What's something that's different in a different country or a different kingdom? What's one of the first things you notice when there's somebody from a different country or a different kingdom? Language. You guys are doing awesome. So there is a different language when we are part of this kingdom versus this kingdom. So we're part of a kingdom that has its own language. There are some things that are different about how we talk. Are there certain words that you guys are not allowed to say at your house? Yes. What are they? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. It was a test. It was a test. But... But are there some words that you're not allowed to say at your house that, like, some of your friends are allowed to say at their house? Yeah? Yeah, that's true. Some people just say it anyway. But why do you think there's some ways that we talk that's different than other people? There's some words we don't use. Why is that? Yeah, like sometimes they don't talk very honoring about God. But we're from a different kingdom where our language honors God. We have a different language. Or how about in your house, do, do your parents ever ask you to speak with kindness, to talk kindly about your, your siblings, your brothers and sisters? Nobody? Oh, that's, that's sometimes harder then. But sometimes our parents might say, can you speak with kindness, please? Or if my kids say something and they say it in kind of a mean way, I say, would you like to try to say that a different way? And what I'm saying is, would you like to speak the language of our kingdom, of the way that we talk? Because we do talk differently. We do have some words that are different. For example... Probably not a lot, just walking around, do you hear people saying, hallelujah, right? Because that's kind of a language of this kingdom. And so maybe they don't say that a lot, at least they don't mean it when they say it over there. What are some other things that maybe we say when we're together with people from this kingdom that's different? Anyone? God bless you. Sometimes we might say, God bless you, or we might say, I'll pray for you. There's ways that we talk that are different because we're from this kingdom. So sometimes it can feel a little bit like a bummer that I don't talk the way that we talk down here because it seems like I'm kind of different than these people. 
but that's because we're actually from this kingdom. And so it's okay that we talk different. It's okay that we speak with kindness and that there's certain words that we don't use because we're honoring the way of this kingdom. What else is different in different cultures or in different kingdoms or countries? What else? What's something else that's different? Food. Yes. I suppose communion could be an example of that. Or, or, um, but yes, I would say we probably do have our own kind of food. It's mostly hot dishes and, no, I'm just kidding. Um, yes, food is different. What else? Things that they worship. So I would say we might say that's things that we value. The things that we value are different in this kingdom, the kingdom of light, than they are in the kingdom of darkness. So we, we value different things. We celebrate different things. We celebrate Christmas, and we might celebrate it a little bit differently in this kingdom than we celebrate it in this kingdom because we celebrate it talking about the birth of Jesus and making that an important part of our celebration. We celebrate baptism, we celebrate, that's something that we celebrate together when somebody makes a decision for Jesus and then they get baptized and they, we know that they're going from an old life into a new life and we celebrate that. One of the things we celebrate in this kingdom is we celebrate life. We celebrate when, when a new baby is going to be born because we know how precious that is. And so even if we're not planning on it, we celebrate life because we know that that's a gift of God. And sometimes that might be different than in a different kingdom, right? What other kinds of things do we celebrate? One of the things we celebrate in this kingdom is we celebrate the way that God made us. We celebrate how he's designed us to be made that he made us as boys and girls, and we celebrate that. And that might sometimes be different than what they celebrate in a different kingdom. What else do we celebrate? That would be pretty boring if all of us were just boys or all of us were just girls. That's awesome that we have both boys and girls. Another thing that we celebrate is, how many of you have gone to a church for a wedding? Yeah, we celebrate that God made a plan for marriage and that he, he on purpose put that together, that we would be married as, as husbands and wives. And we celebrate that. We celebrate God's plan for marriage and how important that is. And we celebrate family. We celebrate being able to be together as a family and how special and important that is, right? What's another thing we celebrate? We did it earlier today when you went and you got your friends from that kingdom and they came up to this kingdom. We celebrated that somebody came to Jesus. Do you know it says that heaven celebrates that? That there's a big celebration in heaven when somebody encounters Jesus and they realize how much he loves them and they make a choice to put their faith in him? We celebrate that together. That's, that's an important part of our lives. For each one of you that have made that decision, we get to celebrate that. So in this kingdom, we have different celebrations. We have different customs. What's one of our customs? We're doing it right now. One of our going to church. That we gather together, whether it's on a Sunday morning or whether there's a different time of, of day that we go, or, but that we, we, we gather together. It's a way of living in the kingdom that we gather with other people who are from this kingdom, and we talk about the king, and we talk about what it's like to live in this kingdom. That's what we're doing at church. Did you know that? That's what we're doing. We're gathering together with other people from our home kingdom before we go back out into 
the kingdom that we are still living in, even though we're from here. How are we doing, guys? What's another way that we do things maybe different than, an, than another kingdom? How about when somebody does something mean to you, what is the way of this kingdom? Kindness, forgiveness. Do you know that that's a way of this kingdom, that we forgive when somebody does something mean to us or they're unkind, we forgive them. Sometimes in this kingdom, the way is, are you guys listening? Sometimes in this kingdom, the way is that we try to get back at them. Or we think we, get to, we have the right to do something mean back to them. That's not the way of the kingdom that we're from. That's a, the way of a different kingdom. Another thing that we do in this kingdom is we have this book that is really important to us. What is this? The Bible. Good job. And this is an important part of our life in the kingdom because it helps us understand about the king and about his kingdom. What is some, one thing you know about the king or his kingdom from this book? What's one thing that you know? What does this book tell you? Pretty much anything you know about Jesus. Go ahead, buddy. It tells you about how we should live, what we should do and not do. Go ahead, please. It tells you about obeying and honoring your parents. Did you hear that, Mom? Yeah. Yeah. Tells you about how to obey and honor your parents. It tells us about the Ten Commandments, how, how God created the best way for us to live and about how he brought Jesus to help us walk in that way. It tells us about Jesus, about Christ, about his life, about how he lived, about how he talked to people, what he said we should do, the commands he gave us. It tells about the miracles that Jesus did. It tells us then the way of the king and the way of the kingdom based on what we see in this word. So it's important for us to read it because sometimes when we're spending a lot of time down here in this kingdom, we can forget the way of that kingdom, right? Like, do you think if you spent a really long time living in another country, you might sometimes forget some of the ways that you used to live when you were from this country, right? And so it's important for us to read the word What's another thing that we do that's maybe different from people from another kingdom? How about, do you ever talk to God? And that's called what? Praying. So that's a different way that we live, that maybe sometimes other people, other people from a different kingdom, they don't know that they can talk to God. They don't know that God's listening. They don't know how important that is. And so we know from living in this kingdom that we can talk to God. And so we, we spend time praying. Another way that our kingdom is different or the way that we do things is because of what Blaze talked about, that we see the miracles that Jesus did, we believe in healing. And so when somebody is sick or they're hurting, in this kingdom, we might go, oh, that's too bad. But in this kingdom, we might say, hey, could I pray for you? Could I pray for you that God would touch you? Because in my kingdom, I have a, a king that can heal. That's another way that our kingdom that we live from is different. And with that, another thing that's different about our kingdom is that we're also not afraid of death. Why aren't we afraid of death? The Bible tells us that Jesus got victory over death. Go ahead, buddy. That's right, because Jesus... 
Right. The devil is just wrong. <laughs> Jesus rules over death. Death is not stronger than God. So we know that even when we are done living life in this kingdom, we actually, because we're from this kingdom now, we're from a kingdom where we never die. When we're done living life in this kingdom and our, we have a natural death, we get to go and live in this kingdom forever. And so we look at death differently because when we're in Jesus, we know we get to live forever with him. So we have a different thought about that. We don't have to be afraid of that when we know that we're from this kingdom, right? That's different. Do you know a lot of people, they are afraid because they don't know. They don't know that they can be part of this kingdom. Another thing that's different is maybe we don't watch certain movies or play certain games, because those, those movies celebrate things that we don't celebrate in this kingdom. So maybe we don't watch certain movies that are super violent. Because this kingdom doesn't celebrate hurting people or fear. And so we, we maybe will do things a little bit differently. Are there some movies that like some of your friends or cousins or something can watch that you can't watch? Sometimes. Not really. Depends on the movie. And that's, we, we get to, what's really cool is, I'm not the king of that for you. Jesus is the king of that for you. And so we get to trust Jesus to say, okay, what, what is good for us to see and what isn't? But I don't really want to watch stuff that doesn't celebrate things of this kingdom. I don't want to watch stuff that isn't representing this kingdom. Or that makes me think in ways that are more like this kingdom than this kingdom. Do you ever find like sometimes if you watch a lot of the same show or, and, and then you start kind of thinking like that. You start thinking like that kingdom. But we want to be able to think like this kingdom. And so sometimes we're more careful. You know what I've found is that there's things that I was fine with watching last year that this year I go, you know... It just doesn't feel like it fits with the life I'm living in this kingdom. And so then I just don't watch that anymore because I really love this kingdom and I'm learning more about this kingdom. That's awesome. Did you hear him? He, he said, you, you, sometimes you watch something that's it's wrong and it's not good, and then you look at something better and you realize this is better because this is Christ-like. That's, we live different. That's right. We get to live like Christ in this kingdom. And you know what's amazing? Do you know what's awesome? Is he gave us the Holy Spirit on the inside of us to help us live in this kingdom. So heaven is inside of us. And even the desires, sometimes, let's say you know you want to do the things of this kingdom. And you want to watch the things of this kingdom. But it's really hard because you go, oh, but it's so funny, that joke. Or that show. Everybody else is watching that show. You can ask the Holy Spirit to help you want to do the things of this kingdom. And then it won't be quite so hard. You might still have to make a choice. You might still have to shut that show off or not talk that way, but the Holy Spirit will help us in that. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes. That's right. Yeah, sometimes. We can encourage other people in that rather than just going right along with what they're doing. Another thing that we do in this kingdom is we don't gossip. The Bible tells us not to gossip. What's gossip? Talking about other people behind their backs. So we don't, we don't talk with unkindness or dishonor towards other people. 
we don't do that because that's not the way of this kingdom. So we're very careful about the way that we talk. And again, we can ask Holy Spirit to help us remember what the way of this kingdom. Am I talking like this kingdom right now? We can ask the Holy Spirit for help. Yeah. Right. That can really hurt them. That's right. So one of the things I'm hearing him say is that one of the reasons we don't gossip is because it hurts people. Do you know that the ways that Jesus created or God created for us to live in this kingdom is because it's the best way to live so that we don't hurt one another, so that we actually encourage one another and we bless one another. So it's not just like God is mean and he wants us not to have any fun or be like other people. It's this is the best way for us to live. And so he teaches us the way of the kingdom. Okay. Are you kidding me? All right. So the, um, the other thing that we have in the kingdom, and this is what I'll close with, the other thing that we have in the kingdom is we have the resources of this kingdom. We have, you know, it talks about Jesus being the king of all kings. So do you think this kingdom has more resources and more good stuff or this several little kingdoms, this kingdom here? Yeah, because he's the king of all kings, and he's the creator of everything. And it talks about the abundance that we have in that kingdom, that it's unlimited, that everything he has is ours. That means that we can access the things that he has. So he has all the hope, and he has all the peace, and he has all the love. So I want to go to this kingdom for everything that I need. He has all the provision that we need. And he has all the healing that we need. He has all the joy we need. He has all the wisdom. Sometimes we need wisdom. What's, when we need wisdom, we can sometimes think, oh, I'm going to look for it here in this kingdom. Because there's a lot of books written in this kingdom. There's a lot of people talking and having ideas in this kingdom. But we can go to this kingdom for wisdom because that's where all, all the fullness dwells in this kingdom. We have access to those resources. Okay. In closing, we want to talk about what it means to receive the kingdom with childlike faith. Actually, I'm going to have you guys... I'm going to have you guys go ahead and sit with your parents because I'm going to close and I want you to be with them as I close. Thank you so much for your help. Can you? They had some good things to say, didn't they? We need to recognize that in our receiving of the kingdom, God is not necessarily interested in how much we know or how much experience we had or our self-sufficiency. He's interested in our dependence on him like a child. This is why he says that the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as those. And it's not, we need to make the distinction between a childlike faith and a childish faith. Because childish faith is faith that throws a tantrum when we don't get what we want from God. How many of you have participated in childish faith? I have. That, that I can, I know all the stuff about the kingdom, so I don't understand why I'm not getting what I want. And sometimes childish faith can lead us away from childlike faith that trusts our Father, that trusts our King. Childish faith runs away rather than running to when we're disappointed. Childish faith is not going to help us step into the kingdom. Childish faith refuses to be comforted. How many of you have ever had a kid who is upset 
and refused to be comforted, no matter what you did. God has kids like that too. That we can sometimes have a childish faith that just refuses to be comforted when we didn't get what we wanted. Or a childish faith that insists on our own way. But God says we can enter into his kingdom with a childlike faith. It's a faith that does not have any limitations. <laughs> How many of you know that kids are really good at pres- pushing the limits? They, there really is no limit until you impose one with kids. And there's a childlike faith that we can enter into in that. Where we can say, I can live without a limitation I'm not going to live in the limitations of this kingdom. I will live within the boundaries of this kingdom, within the vast boundaries of that kingdom. Another way that we have childlike faith is we can believe that our Father's resources are never-ending. How many of you have kids that think your resources are never-ending? Like, they just can't understand why we can't have this and that and this and that and this and that and this and that. Well, we need to have a childlike faith that recognizes that our king's resources are never-ending. He is not fretting about the economic crisis. He's not pushing a new budget plan with cutbacks in heaven because his, his resources are never-ending. And so a childlike faith recognizes that there's not a limit, that we have a God who supplies every need. Not according to this kingdom's math or ways, but according to this kingdom's ways. Not according to this kingdom's wisdom, but according to this kingdom's wisdom. And so we can trust that he has never-ending resources. talks about in the word, seek first his kingdom and all else will be added to you. It is not difficult for God to add all these things to us. It is difficult for him to find a generation that will seek him first. And that's what he's inviting us into. The other thing is that children, a childlike faith never stops asking. How many of you have kids who just keep asking? How many of you have a dog because your children didn't stop asking? So children don't stop asking. They continue to ask. The Bible says, ask and you will receive. Ask and keep asking. And so there's a pursuit, especially how many of you, when you promise your kids something, they keep asking, is it time? Can we have it? Is it time? Can we have it? Can we have that? You said, you said, a lot of times you only said maybe, but we all know maybe means yes to them. But, but. We can believe when our Father has said something, he's promised something, we can keep asking for it. And we don't stop asking in a childlike faith. And finally, kids have a childlike faith because they have an unshakable trust, especially the younger they are. (laughs) I had uh, one time Josiah was like three, and he was on a playground, and you know, it's one of those playgrounds that are probably too big for him at that age. And so you're running around kind of stressed that they're going to fall off of a ledge somewhere or whatever. And I remember he's up on this ledge and he goes, Mom! And before I can even turn, he jumps. And I caught him, but just barely. And I thought, I cannot believe you thought I was going to catch you. But there was a trust that kids have. The younger, the more childlike we are, we have this trust in our Father, in our, in our heavenly parent, in our God, the way that Josiah trusted me, that I was going to catch him. I've let him down other times. <laughs> but God will never let you down. So here's my invitation today. Stand, please. that we would receive a childlike faith this morning in the same way that they brought the children to Jesus and he blessed them and said they can enter the kingdom. Let's come as children to Jesus today and ask for an upgrade in faith, a childlike faith, a decision to trust him with our dreams, 
to trust him with our marriage, with our family, with the circumstances that we're in, with our business, with our finance, that we would trust him, that we would come into a childlike faith, that we would get a deeper revelation of what it means to really be part of that kingdom and what we have access to. Just receive that this morning. I encourage you throughout this week to just ask the Lord for that. I'm coming to you, Jesus, with a childlike faith. What do you want to, what do you want to give me an upgrade in faith for? To live this kingdom life. Where have I taken on childish faith that is having a tantrum and running away instead of running to? Or where have I taken on a self-important, self-sufficient faith that isn't coming to you for what I need? So, Lord, we just choose by your Holy Spirit today and throughout this week and throughout these weeks as we look at your kingdom, we choose to receive a childlike faith that we would receive all that the kingdom has to offer because we enter it like a child, like one who fully trusts you, who knows that there's no end to your resources, that nothing is impossible. We just ask that you would minister to that to us by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. To learn more about us, please visit livingwatersmn.org.